kill the coverage and then watch how quickly they forget the same issues people said that we cannot neglect. Let's get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Bizak. It's been a minute and I'm back. Life has been kind of crazy. So before I even get my phone out, let me just park this right here for a second. You know, uh, I know I said I'd be back real soon, hopefully on Monday, which would have been on time, which would have been last Monday. But there's been a lot of curveballs as of late. For those who don't follow my fitness uh, podcast, Food, Fitness, and Fun, uh, for those who don't follow my business page, Cherry and More Butters, uh, I started marathon training again. And then there was also some stuff going on in my building, flooding and stuff. It's been hectic. And so I haven't been able to record. And uh, I know, I know. I should have 20 minutes a week for y'all. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do better. And so maybe we'll double up this time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll do two for one today. But I don't really like this makeup stuff. So I'm going to try to be better and uh, try to get these pods out weekly. So let's start like we always do. But before we do, let me introduce myself for those who don't know. And if this is your first time here, thank you for being here. However you're listening to this or watching this, thank you for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. So let's get it popping. Excuse me. A little bit of a nose itch right there. Bad allergies, you know what I mean? But let's get it popping. So we're going to start with a new term. We're going to talk about a couple of terms today, but let's get the phone out and talk about a new term. I heard this term on another podcast. And so, let me just pull up this definition for y'all. Bam. So, I heard it on a podcast in late June, maybe even mid-June. And uh, for this information, we're going to go to Yahoo News. And Yahoo News, the article says here, why bonus hole is going viral on Twitter and what it means. So the article says, why bonus hole is going viral on Twitter and what it means. And so it says here that uh, in 2020, Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust, in partnership with the LGBT Foundation, an LGBTQ plus charitable organization began suggesting the term bonus hole be used as a way to support trans men and non-binary people. According to their glossary, a bonus hole is an alternative word for the is an alternative word for the vagina and recommend checking to see which words someone would prefer to use. They also suggest using front hole as an alternative term with the same meaning. On their website, Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust says using the correct language, quote unquote, when you're talking about someone's gender identity is a, quote, simple and effective way to demonstrate support and recognition. It goes to say that patients may seek care elsewhere if they feel hurt or distressed. Also a quote. When a term is used that doesn't align with their gender identity, but Bonus hole went viral today after conservatives like Leo Kurse and oil 
Somebody's name is Oil? That's wild. Uh, <laughs> and Oil London tweeted about it. Curse is a right-wing UK-based comedian, and London is a British media personality who is mostly well-known for writing a book about his experience detransitioning and the issue of a supposed, quote-unquote, trans ideology because he's a turf. It's the allergy episode. What's turf? Okay, that took me to a random ass link. Let's just take a little sidestep here. Turf definition. A person whose views on gender identity are considered hostile to transgender people or who opposes social and political policies designed to be inclusive of transgender people. Okay. TERF is an acronym for trans-exclusionary, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. First recorded in 2008. That's interesting. All right, back to the other article. Ooh, the allergies are strong in this one. Oh, where'd my article go? Ah, got it. Uh, okay, so Leo Curse said some interesting things on Twitter, and that's part of why this went viral. Uh, so apparently this caused a big ruckus on the internet. I guess that's why I made it to the podcast that I was listening to, because they don't really cover uh, these types of things. And uh, yeah, looks like that's it. So I never heard of this term, and I thought it was interesting uh, that there's language being developed to um, to help be inclusive to trans men, and um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, there was a big controversy, and I guess this this is really what I should say. There was a big controversy online because people thought that the wait let me get the name right joe cervical something hold on hold on people thought joe's cervical cancer trust was saying it was mandatory for people to say the term bonus hole instead of vagina and so that was the confusion that people were saying like man this is a really big deal how dare they try to impose this new term and i think even that's interesting because i mean one, it's not being demanded. Two, if it's about trans men, why do you care if you're not a trans man? It's so interesting to me that people take these strong stances. If it's not for you, who cares? It's a lot of straight men, from what I saw, a lot of straight men, and even the two people noted in the article, they're straight men who are chiming in on this. But really, I don't think it would be a straight man's place to or a cisgender man's place to. I think if you don't have a transition going on and if you're not a woman or a vagina owner, I don't even know what's the proper term right now. But if you're not someone with a vulva, with a vagina, I don't think this really should matter to you because it doesn't have anything to do with you. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I simply do a podcast and try to come up here and discuss interesting things. And so I think 
if anything, the opinion to have is on the people being ridiculous on the internet because people were chiming in and making offensive jokes. And I don't really understand what's the point of doing that at the... Uh, to, to put down others is really at the expense of others is what I want to say there. And I don't, I don't really understand that logic. I think mind your fucking business. And I think who cares if, if it's nothing to you, you'll never have to say it. Even if it was being quote unquote forced, which it's not, which makes the whole thing null and void. But man, this bonus whole thing has been all over the internet. I've heard it multiple times since then. And I say, you know, I thought enough time passed that I wouldn't have to mention it here, but I see it still being mentioned and people are making jokes and stuff like that. And I mean, if it's in jest, it's one thing, but even then you got to be careful because again, at what expense, at whose expense, right? And again, truly, if you don't have a vagina or anything going on with transitioning, I don't think this is for you. I don't. I don't think it would be right for me to weigh in on whether it should be used or should not be used. It's really not for me. I'm not someone in a transition. I'm not someone who has that going on with their body. I, I I really don't have a horse in the race, so to speak. I don't understand why people have these strong opinions about things that truly don't have anything to do with them, especially when it comes to anatomy and the changing of anatomy. Someone changes their anatomy and, and this is what makes them feel more comfortable then i mean so what it doesn't mean that you have to stop what you're doing every day if it was like hey you know you can't go to a restaurant anymore without wearing a certain attire or saying you know the words on the menu were completely changed i mean these extreme examples maybe then but you could also just avoid those restaurants right so i think people are making big deals out of nothing uh, especially because, once again, it was not something that was being demanded or forced on anyone. It was a suggestion. And what's wrong with a suggestion? Like, who cares? People have suggestions, and if that's not something that you're into, cool. But it's really interesting to me that these people on the internet with no horse in the race, with no type of... Uh, they, they don't even belong in the conversation have these heavy opinions that they want to weigh in and like i mean i guess i try to pick my battles but i just feel like that's the that's the hill you want to die on bonus holes whatever uh it has to do with sexuality it has to do with anatomy and so i thought it was interesting enough to bring here and uh that's really it i don't have an opinion on the term itself or whether it should be used or not because again and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it, it really is not for me. I don't have a bonus hole, so it doesn't matter what I think. That's what I think. Let's move on. Okay, so because I talk about dating and sexuality and sexual situations and relationships up here, you know, sometimes that's the stuff in my Google search. And because of that, something kind of interesting came up as a suggested article for me recently. And so I wanted to read it to y'all. This is from Well and Good. And so there's a term called benching in dating. I never heard of this term. And so I said, oh, maybe, maybe the followers, the listeners, the subscribers have never heard it either. And so let's check it out. So here we go. What is benching in dating and why do people do it? 
This is named for the sports practice of pulling a player out of a game and relegating them to the sidelines for a period of time. Benching and dating involves similarly sidelining a person or people whom you're dating in favor of others. Quote, in a dating context, people who get benched tend to fall in the B team of someone's dating roster. They're backups, says clinical psychologist Sabrina Rolf Romanoff. Oh, Romanoff. That's Avengers. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> it says, rather than break up with a person whom they feel isn't quite their quote-unquote... Well, it doesn't say quote-unquote. It's in... It's italicized, so I should stress there. Rather than break up with a person whom they feel isn't quite their person, the bencher chooses to keep them in the mix by just, quote-unquote, benching them or deprioritizing them for the time being. That typically looks like slowing down communication and just reaching out periodically to keep the connection alive and the person at least... Their position on the bencher's dating roster then becomes tenuous relative to others. Quote, Usually, the person doing the benching still likes the person they are putting aside and would be interested in having a relationship with them, says Dr. Romanoff. After all, they're not fully ending things, but at the same time, their feelings for this person aren't strong enough to outweigh the sense that there are other fish in the sea, or that another current or potential partner might be a better choice for them, adds Romanoff. All right, that's interesting. Let's see what else this says here. Oh, and some insight. It says here, three signs that the person you're dating is benching you. Number one, they reach out very infrequently. Number two, you consistently feel rejected. Number three, your interactions aren't thoughtful or respectful. And so here's the real question. Why is benching a hurtful, manipulative behavior? Benching and dating involves a certain level of dishonesty that distinguishes it from regular old benching in a sports dynamic. Think about it. If you're a second string player on a sports team, you're well aware of your status and when you're benched, both you and the team are on the same page about it. Whereas when you're being benched by a partner or would-be partner, you likely don't know that they're prioritizing other people over you. And if you did, chances are you wouldn't be totally fine with it. Oh, okay, we're going to stop there. So I totally disagree with that last part, but I do agree that it is manipulative. Why? because uh, you're not being honest. You should always be honest. People should know what's going on. And if you have some type of hierarchy system, then you should tell them. People are probably not gonna like that you have a hierarchy system, but if you have one and you have a number one or three or 12, whatever, I don't know, uh, you should do that. You should speak honestly about what's going on. And so I'm gonna say this benching shit is whack. I'm gonna say, I think this benching shit is weird. In the sense that, like, why aren't we just being honest? And that seems to be a big thing in dating period right now. And I guess forever, really, because I remember back in high school, people were lying all the time about who they were dating and who was your significant other and who wasn't. I don't really see the purpose. It's always better to just tell the truth. 
if you tell the truth, then people have the choice to do what they want to do. I think the real problem is the people doing the quote unquote benching have a fear that people will leave if they tell the truth. And that, my friends, is the problem. You are trying to manipulate this other person. You're Jedi mind tricking this other person because you simply don't want to tell the truth. But you should just tell the truth. It's so much easier. And people usually receive the truth way better than a lie. Why? Because that lie will eventually come out. And when it does, there is a higher probability that go they are going to leave the situation, the relationship, the dating scenario, whatever you want to call it. In reality, if you tell the truth and they have the option, if they stay, then it's all good. If you say, hey, listen, I'm seeing this other person, but I'm still interested in you and still would like to continue to see you, then they have a choice. And they're probably cool with it because they might be even doing the same thing. Especially if you're not in a committed relationship. I don't understand why people are lying to begin with. Just tell the truth, player. That's it. And really, I shouldn't even say player. I say player as a term of like, you know, dude, homie, friend. But player is usually a person who's lying, much like the benching person in this, the bencher, quote unquote, in this scenario. And so I don't mean player in that sense. I mean like dude, dudette, man, woman, person. Just tell the truth. Don't bench people, quote unquote. Just keep it real. If that's where the person is, that's where it is. And honestly, a big part of dating is communicating so people are on the same page anyway. And so if you're out here just lying to people and telling them any old thing, you're not going to be on the same page. And it probably will make you butt heads even more at some point. And they're going to have lots of questions. Oh, but what's going on? Now you're messaging me infrequently. Now you're not really seeing me anymore. Things were really good. You've grown distant. People also aren't stupid. They're going to pick up on that and say like, yo, man, you were sending me a good morning text every day at 6.05. I ain't hear from you in two weeks. What's going on? They're not that stupid. They're going to have questions. They're going to have to answer about it anyway. You might as well just be upfront from the beginning. Always better to be upfront from the beginning. That's my take. I never heard of benching. Have you heard of benching before? Do you agree with benching? I definitely do not. Well, let's hit one more term before we move into the politics of it all. You know, I like the internet terms. And this, folks, is the latest term <laughs> in the work world. And this is from CNBC. And it says, it says, man, my nose is itchy. No, I'm just mad. <laughs> it says, forget quiet quitting. Loud laborers are killing workplace morale. Here's how to spot them. So you see, there's a whole, I told you, they keep adding to the quiet quitting family. And this latest term is loud laborers. And so it says here for two years, workers have embraced the concept of quiet quitting as they reject hustle culture and prioritize a work-life balance. But for a long time, you could have probably known coworkers it doesn't say could have, I apologize. But for a long time, you've probably known coworkers who are the quote unquote, noisier cousins of quiet quitters. They're sometimes called loud laborers, a term coined by Andre Spicer, an organizational behavior professor and dean of Bayes Business School. These are employees who place more emphasis on making their work known 
rather than focusing on the work itself, said Nicole Price, a leadership coach and workplace expert. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, here's the quote. They say, quote, they use various methods of self-promotion, talking about talking more about what they are doing or plan to do rather than getting on with their tasks. Where's Nori when you need him? Mm. According to Price, there are two easy ways to tell who's a loud laborer. You don't see much work getting done and they talk, quote, an awful lot about the work they are, quote unquote, doing. Loud laborers are often quite politically savvy and they are very active on professional social networks where they publicize their tasks and achievements, she added. Oh, that's wild. Let me see what else. The former picks. And so it asks, why do loud laborers exist? Believe it or not, some people talk too much about their accomplishments or lack thereof because they lack self-esteem or are insecure. Therefore, they are overcompensating, explained Price. Also, some people are motivated by external rewards and recognition rather than the inherent satisfaction of work itself. This can lead to a focus on visibility and self-promotion in order to attract these rewards. Loud laborers. So they're not even really getting the work done. I'll be honest, when I read the term, I was like, oh, so people just don't know how to shut up at work. They're just mad loud. No. In fact, they're loud as in vocal and they're vocal about stuff they're not even really doing. That's like the guy, that's like me saying like, yo, I'm going to stop having ice cream. I'm going to stop having ice cream, but I never stop having ice cream. But this is in a work form, obviously. I feel like maybe my allergy pill was a placebo today. <laughs> like, it's not doing anything right now. Anyway, uh, yeah, loud laborers. Listen, you know I got to bring y'all the hottest terms. You know what I'm saying? You know that's what we do here. We bring the new internet terms to you. You know that's the segment that I like to have anytime we can have it. And between bonus holes and loud laborers, I feel like I did my job today, baby. But what do I think about loud laborers? I think that's really whack. Yo, shut up. Just get the work done. We don't need to hear everything you're going to do or might have did or started doing. Just get it done, baby. That's it. Listen, the best people don't broadcast these things. They just get it done. The best workers usually are so busy getting stuff done, they don't even have time to tell you all the things they've done. They're just like, yeah, this report is done. That report is done. And I mean, yeah, you can say that as like if you have a, a, a supervisor who you need to report to, right? Like if there's someone who's micromanaging or someone who you need to like let know that something is done so they can take over and do the next part. Sure, like a team type of thing. I worked in an environment like that before. I had to get a certain part done. And then the next person would take that data and further the report. And they had access to stuff I didn't have access to. And so that's how it worked. It was like a team effort. And yeah, then you should be checking in. Hey, man, listen, I did that. This is done. That's done. All right, cool. Your part, you could go do it. And then blah, blah, blah. But just broadcasting, yo, I'm about to go clean the curtains. That's whack. I mean, I think that's worse than quiet quitting, which I still don't even think quiet quitting should be a term. But hey, yeah, see, they keep adding terms to the family. They even called them the cousins of quiet quitters. That's a cousin I don't want to be related to. You feel me? Bow. All right. I think uh, I think we could move into politics as usual. 
Let me see here. Let's go to the video tape. Quiet quitting, bonus holes, yeah. All right. Yeah. Or politics as usual. That's right. And so first, we're going to start with something I think is interesting, and it is political. Verge.com. Okay. NYC bans TikTok on city-owned devices. But the ban goes into effect immediately. That means by the time you heard this, it already started. And so there's really not much to read. I just to remove the app within the next 30 days. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. The, direct, the directive issued Wednesday comes after a review by the NYC Cyber Command. Never heard of that. I don't know if y'all did. But which a city official said found TikTok, quote, posed a security threat to the city's technical networks. Starting immediately, city employees are barred from downloading or using the app and accessing TikTok's website from any city-owned devices. Next quote. While social media is, a, is great at connecting New Yorkers with one another and the city, we have to ensure we are always using these platforms in a secure manner. A New York City Hall spokesperson said in a statement to The Verge on Wednesday, NYC Cyber Command regularly explores and advances proactive measures to keep New Yorkers' data safe. That is the end of the quote. So listen, you are seeing, we are seeing this more and more. Uh, government uh, officials, government Oh, I should, I worded that wrong. Government officials, more and more, excuse moi it's late, y'all. I'm going to keep it real. Keep it real. I mean, I know y'all can see the curtains and it's dark outside, but I ain't even going to tell y'all what time it is that I'm recording because that's when I got some free time. Late, 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 late. Anyway, uh, we're seeing more and more that, the government does not want TikTok on devices, that they're saying it is not a secure app, that it is taking data and doing things that it shouldn't be doing. And uh, I don't think this is going to stop. I think we're going to continue to see states and cities banning it, um, at least until they feel it's more secure. Uh, I am rather curious what it is specifically that makes it not secure because the other social media apps also jack our data and do lots of crazy shit with our data, which we all accept in the terms and conditions that we don't even read and we just hit accept. It's in there. And so the government is aware of these things. Facebook and Meta, same thing, or Facebook's owner, Meta, whatever. Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all these people uh, before that, the owner of Twitter, before Elon Musk, all these Jack Dempsey, I want to say. I might be wrong, but whatever. Everybody calls him Jack. Uh, all of these people have been called before Congress to speak about the security of their apps and what they are or are not doing with user data. Those devices are not banned. And if they are, then it's been quiet. I haven't seen that it's banned. Uh, and maybe that's something I need to look up. But I think it's really interesting that TikTok is the big bad wolf now. And we're seeing it banned on more and more platforms, more and more government-owned devices. Uh, 
it's really interesting to me that this is happening. And I'm curious to see, will those um, government workers adhere to these policies? What will happen if they don't? And also, I really would like to be able to read what it is that they feel is so bad about what the app is doing with our data. Uh, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find it. I'll get back to y'all, let y'all know what I do or don't find. But I'm going to make that my homework assignment. Try to see what it is that if there's something they can pinpoint about the data. I think it's really interesting. And I would like to know what it is specifically that is being done with the data or that they feel is violating and making it unsafe. Because these other apps are not banned and they're doing lots of stuff with our data. Okay. So that's my take on that. Let's keep it moving. There's more politics for y'all. Okay. Oh, so this is international politics as usual, and it's really just an update, but I thought it was worth discussing. So hopefully this pod comes out on Tuesday, tomorrow morning, and uh, this will be happening the next couple of days. And so this is from Routers. It says, uh, BRICS world lead, excuse me, not world. I mean, I, I threw that in there. I apologize. BRICS leaders meet in South Africa as blockways expansion. And it tells you what BRICS is, so I'll just read. Uh, leaders of the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, right? So that's what BRICS stands for, the first letter of each of their names, uh, are due to open a summit in Johannesburg on Tuesday, where they will weigh expanding membership as some members push to forge the bloc into a counterweight to the West. Heightened global tensions provoked by the Ukraine war and a growing rivalry between China and the United States have added urgency to drive the sh to drive to a drive to strengthen the bloc which has at times suffered from internal division and a lack of coherent vision. Quote, uh-oh, an ad. Don't you hate when an ad just comes and moves the whole screen? Like, come on, I was reading that. Uh, an expanded BRICS will represent a diverse group of nations with different political systems that share a common desire to have a more balanced global order. South Africa's president, Cyril... Ramaphosa said in an address ahead of the meeting. And so they're trying to figure out how they could bring more countries, nations into BRICS. And BRICS is a movement that is trying to stop, make, stop using the dollar as the global currency. Uh, it's also to devalue the dollar. And this has been going on for a while. And so they're trying to expand. Other nations are interested. Other nations want to get off the dollar, and uh, this is what they're looking to do. I think that's very interesting. As an American citizen, this can affect me directly. This can affect you directly, and this is a global thing now, right? And so the more nations that get off the dollar, the more interesting this becomes. Uh, it does say in the article that a BRICS currency is not up for discussion at this point, it was brought up by Brazil early in the year and everyone else said no. The goal right now is to simply get people off of the dollar. And that is big. 
that's big for the world. That's big for U.S. citizens like myself. And so I am glued to this brick stuff. And uh, I don't really have an opinion except for that this is important and we should be paying attention. Uh, this brick stuff is serious. It's worth reporting on. It's worth paying attention to. And uh, it could bring a new global currency to the table at some point. Uh, and I think Brazil was probably a little bit ahead of themselves, but I don't think that they were, I don't think that will stay off the table is what I will say. Because if the goal is to devalue the dollar, I'm sure other currencies will try to take the place of the dollar at some point. And so this becomes a very interesting situation. So that's all I've got on BRICS, but that is a political thing that's really important. Uh, I have one more thing I'd like to discuss, but I know y'all probably want me to chime in on all of this stuff with Trump. Uh, Trump has a lot of indictments going on. Some charges are being dropped. Some are being pushed further along. There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't really care to report on it. I know it's happening. I don't really have an opinion on it. I'm curious about what's going to happen next. I'm curious about what charges are going to stick, if any, and what will happen from there. That's really it. Um... And now for the last piece of politics as usual. And then we'll close out the program here. Yeah, the program. Yeah, I thought I was going to say show. Oh, uh, I don't even want to read an article. But there's a lot of articles coming out about a new strand of the C-19 virus. Okay? There's a new strand and... I believe it's pronounced Eris. It's nicknamed after the Greek goddess of strife and discord. It's a descendant of Omicron, it says. This is Yale Medicine. I'm going to just read a small piece. And really, I'm not here to educate y'all on this strand. I'm going to tell y'all why I brought it up in just a second. But I just want y'all to hear this. And so Eris is already the dominant subvariant in the country, infecting more people than any other single strand. All right, listen, I ain't here to tell y'all about this stuff. I, yeah, okay, Dr. Roberts, unanswered questions. Listen, man, this is what I'm going to say. Something smells funny. Even with a busted nose, I could smell that something smells funny. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I just have too many trust issues. But here's what I'm going to tell y'all. As Eris is being spoken about more and more, as Eris is being said to make more and more people sick with the virus, at the same time, it has quietly been announced that a new, how I say this without getting stuff taken down, a new shot will be available to the public next month. Yep. Yes, yes, and yes. <clears throat> you can look it up, but that is the good word. And so at the same time that this new replacement uh, shot will be available, there is a new variant running around and allegedly causing problems. I will say, I do know people who have caught the virus recently. I don't know of anyone passing away since eons ago at this point. And uh, 
I don't hear any more talks about herd immunity. But man, oh man, does something smell funny to me. Because why is it that there's a new strand running the streets at the same time that we are prepping to roll out the new thing to take away and help you out? That's a little weird, no? Smells to me like politics as usual. Smell to me like something fishy. And that's all I'm going to say for now. I'm going to keep my eyes on all of these things. But I think it's really important that we pay attention here, folks, because that is too big of a coincidence for me. That's it. I'm closing out the show. I'm JD. I appreciate y'all for being here. This has been the Sexual Intellectual Podcast. I hope to see y'all again real soon. 